Everyone, remain calm. Welcome to the 85th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we have a few items in the news and some birthdays to cover. Plus, we've got another top five segment, this time with Aaron Beyer, where we give you our top five toys from the Lost World Series 1 and Series 2. Now, in that segment, we covered our top fives, your top toys, and we quickly discussed his trip out to Philadelphia to meet up with us at Jurassic World The Exhibition. Now, that's a longer segment, so that's all we have for this episode. This week, I'm on That's So 90s podcast, breaking down Jurassic Park and the sequels. Now, we really got to the bottom of why Jurassic Park stands the test of time after all these years but how it's also still a product of the 90s. We had a great chat, so check out the audio in the show notes, but surely download That So 90s Podcast in your podcast app. Don't forget we have a special promo code available to listeners of the podcast to use for Jurassic World The Exhibition. Head to fi.edu or call the museum at 215-448-1200 to purchase tickets and use the code JWGENER to get $5 off daytime adult admission tickets to Jurassic World The Exhibition. Now this is limited to four tickets per person. It includes general admission to the Franklin Institute, but it cannot be combined with any other offer or discount. Upgrades are available on site for the IMAX and 3D theaters. It is redeemable online, over the phone, or at the ticketing desk. Of course, processing fees apply when ordering tickets in advance. Now, it does exclude holidays, but it is valid through April 19th, 2017. Again, the promo code is JWGENER. Use it and let us know when you do. All right, well, why don't we get things started off with a bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access rate program. Access security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. Shared over on the official JP Toys page on Facebook, Dylan Gandhi shared some potentially cool news for residents of the Harrow, London area. He said in his post, I shared this on my personal Facebook already, but a local council person told me today that they're looking to film location scenes for Jurassic World 2 in Harrow, London. The film studio is shooting in the next borough already. Given it's a very London-looking suburb, this suggests the film might be partially set in Britain. All right, so so far there's been a lot of assumptions here so far, but rumors have been flying about the film taking place in London since we originally heard rumblings of the film shooting in and around Pinewood. Now, does this mean this is taking place in London? London partially, maybe, but it also could be interior shots or or possibly even just a quick exterior shot that we only see for a second or so. Um, it's hard to say exactly what it will be at this moment, but if you're in the Harrow London area, certainly keep your eyes peeled for anything Jurassic related. You can view the comment on Facebook within the link in our show notes. <laughs> Jurassic 
This week we have to mention all the birthdays. Um, this past Saturday, February 4th, was Don Davis's birthday. He's the composer of Jurassic Park 3. Tuesday the 7th is Pete Postlethwaite's birthday, Roland Tembo. Happy birthday out there in the great beyond. Uh, Wednesday the 8th is the maestro John Williams' birthday. And Friday, February 10th is Ellie Sattler, Lord Dern's birthday. It's a great week here for birthdays for the Jurassic community, so make sure to wish everybody a happy birthday this week. Oh, there it is. There it is. The closest you will ever come to living dinosaurs. Jurassic World, the exhibition. Now open at the Franklin Institute. Based on one of the biggest blockbusters in cinema history. Don't miss this awe-inspiring event for the whole family. Only at the Franklin Institute. For tickets, visit fi.edu. And remember, if something chases you, run! Five. Dinosaurs and men. Five million years of evolution. Four. You might be the fourth. Three. I'm going to contact the other three members of your team, and I'm going to stuck them. Two. About two main. One. That is one big pilot. <laughs> This week, I'm joined by Aaron Beyer, visual effects artist who worked on Jurassic Park 3D and Jurassic World 3D. You have heard him here on the podcast before, probably a few times already. And uh, we, we sort of did this before, but with a different line. We're actually going to look at the top five toys from Series 1 and Series 2 of the Lost World line. Now, like I said previously, we gave our top fives for the Jurassic Park franchise. And I know I had an absolute blast doing that one. Um, so I figured, you know what, let's just do it all over again. How you doing, Aaron? I'm pretty good. How are you? Good. You know, uh, we had a few audio issues, but we uh, we worked through it. So now I'm ready to give my top, you know, five toys. Yeah, I mean, just an hour of audio issues is really <laughs> no big deal. I mean, the podcast will be less than that, I'm sure. But well, I don't know. Last time we ended up, this is a warning for everybody. We ended up doing it for like two hours. That that was like our top five. Somehow, you know, we narrowed it down to five, so it doesn't take us too long instead of a top 10, but somehow that took us like two hours to do. And it's just because we couldn't get enough of it and we had so much love for it, so. Yeah, the toys are great and the Lost World uh, continues that pattern. So uh, it's not till later that we maybe see a dip in quality, but there's a lot to say about the Lost World. Yeah, and that's kind of uh, where I wanna start before we get into our lists here. I just wanna say, you know, how much it means to me in particular, you know. Um, Obviously the original JP line was amazing. It was full of so many great pieces. You know, if you ask everybody, what's your favorite one? You probably get, you know, Red Rex or or something like that. Um, But I think my fandom was even built upon more and more and more because of the release of these Lost World toys. Um, To me, there's so many incredible pieces. And when when we brought this up to do a top five and I started looking at the list, I'm like, all right, let me refresh my memory, see what's in this line. And I was like, oh, no, (laughs) this is going to be hard. (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to get it down to a top five. Um, So that was really impossible right off the bat. But... Um, I think my f- my top five really speaks to how much they meant to me. Yeah, you know, you were mentoring you were mentioning how many toys there were. Um, just like the Jurassic Park line from Kenner, uh, in according to JP Toys, the Lost World lines uh, series one and two has forty toys, um, and getting it down to five was really difficult. Now, I was telling you before the before we started recording, you know, each one of these toy lines kind of is a milestone. Uh, in my life. So when Jurassic Park came out, I was seven. People were buying toys for me. Uh, by the time The Lost World came out, I was maybe, uh, let's see, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven uh, years old. Um, 
-hmm. And so I was kind of like, you know, accruing allowances and saving my own money. And so it got to be to the point where um, I knew that Lost World Toys would be coming out. And so I was saving my money for like an entire summer, um, you know, doing odd jobs around the house. And so uh, as I was looking through my collection, I have a ton of Lost World toys um, and not necessarily replacements. The Lost World line um, actually enhances uh, the Kenner collection and expands that world. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I think it's it's something about that age. You said you were about 11. You know, I think I was right around there, 11, 12. And uh, that's when you start to kind of understand things a little bit more and, and try to get into the fandom a little bit more. You know, Jurassic Park came out and it was more so, you know, just, hey, mom, hey, dad, you know, what can you buy me? What can I get? Uh, but yeah, like you said, now you're starting to see this stuff on your own and really get into it, you know, as a, a film franchise for sure, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and Kenner kept up the whole pattern of natural colors, and uh, they kind of jumped right off of Series 2 um, with featuring capture gear with all the dinosaurs, uh, and they still stayed on with the crazy weapons. Um, and Series 2 of The Lost World was actually a little bit more rare uh, than Series 2 of Jurassic Park. So um, if you have some of those in your collection, uh, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. So I guess um... – yeah, like, like we're talking about, it's basically things that we're exposed to more so because I know personally I didn't I didn't have everything in the line. I don't know about you, Aaron, but um, for me, whatever's on my list is basically what I had. So there's obviously things outside of that that could have been really awesome, except I just didn't own them. So to me, my list comprises of just things that I owned. Uh, yeah, actually, I want to say I at least have one of everything from this line. Now we're not talking about uh, chaos effect today. Um, we mm -hmm. looked into that. That's a pretty big expansive thing. I don't have all the chaos effect um, stuff. I think there, I might be missing like that T-Rex and maybe a couple of the other really big ones. Uh, but I think for the lost world one and two, I think I at least have one um, of everything. But again, I was working my butt off as a little kid, <laughs> saving up that, saving that money yeah. so I could get at least one of everything when I was yeah, a kid. Yeah, seriously. I would say I have the most probably from this line of any of the lines really, but yeah, I didn't have everything. So I, I'm kind of just basing it off of what was on, you know, my shelf at the time. Okay. So, cool. uh, why don't you get to start off here? Number five. Okay. Yeah. My number five is the Sarah Harding action figure. Uh, now what I like about this action figure is, uh, it's pretty basic. Um, Maybe, you know, listeners might remember from the last podcast uh, we did about the subject. Um, I'm a fan of the basic action figures that just have, you know, kind of stiff arms that stick out front and the legs that just swivel out front, you know, to sit down in a car. Um, she's really cool. I think she looks a lot like Julianne Moore. Uh, she's got the red hair and the vest. Uh, she comes with like a really cool like little camera and the net launcher. Um, unlike the weird, crazy one that Alan Grant had in the first series, uh, hers is maybe a little more realistic as it's like kind of a, a trap or like, I think it looks like maybe a dinosaur would step on it and like that would launch the net at it. Uh, and then she comes with like a little stegosaur, uh, hatchling as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, again, that's another one that I didn't have, but you know, after looking at it from, you know, years of staring at JP toys, you know, I, uh, it's one of those ones that I really wish I had. Uh, yeah, she's really neat. Um, I just happened to find it 
one day at a toy store, probably a KB Toys, as KB Toys oh, was yes. kind of the one that like, like no one ever went into KB Toys, so they sometimes had some of the more random things. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I don't know if this is a hundred percent true, but someone did tell me that like action figures, like female action figures, especially in those days, were almost like a perk or like a bonus for buying so much inventory of other action figures. So let's say for every ten Ian Malcolms. Kenner would like include one Sarah Harding figure like at a discounted rate. So female figures like uh, especially her were actually a little more rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I feel like, you know, I only only had the, the dudes, you know, <laughs> and I don't know why. Maybe it was because I was a teenage boy at the time, but I never got any. I don't think I had any. No, I didn't have Ellie. I didn't have uh, Kelly. I didn't have, you know, any of these things. So all these all these women I, I, I kind of missed out on as a child, and now I'm, like, going back and buying them. So, yeah, that's awesome. That's on your list. Um, I really like that one. I like the, the baby uh, stegosaurus that comes with it too. Yeah, I don't know if I think it's as strong as the stegosaur that comes with the white mm. Alan Grant, but no, no, uh, that it's still a, pretty that cool. <laughs> yeah, this one looks a little more like the one in the movie. Um, not 100%, but a little bit more. Yeah, but it's good that they tied in, you know, in that sense and didn't include something – you know, that didn't really make any sense. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she's even got that scene with the baby, baby stegosaurus. So, uh, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see, I guess I'll get into my top or my number five. Um, I'll start off with series one, Dieter Stark. Now, um, this guy, I just love this one. You know, I have it right here in my hand. I have all mine ready to go for when I'm talking about them, but this one, he yes, he doesn't look anything like Dieter Stark in the movie. You know, Dieter is a real slimy-looking dude. He doesn't look very professional. He doesn't really look like a military guy or anything like that. But in this toy, I mean, he's got the camo, you know, pants and this, you know, thing around his chest to hold, what is it, like a, some sort of pack, maybe a grenade of some sort. So... He looks very militaristic. He looks professional. He's got this like high and tight haircut. He looks awesome. And I always loved having this guy. Um, I really loved all the weapons that he came with. Uh, the one that like went over his shoulder. I don't know if you remember that one. And he actually had this like Star Wars type blaster. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. He's kind of like the Dennis Nedry of this line where yeah. <laughs> he looks absolutely nothing like the actor that played him. Yeah. But do you know what he does look like? Who's that? He looks exactly like the human character in the Lost World video game uh, that came out. So if you were to pick that game up for uh, PlayStation 1 back mm-hmm. in the day, you got to play as that character uh, in the game. Oh, really? You know, I didn't have a PlayStation, so I never got into that. Yeah, uh, PlayStation was one of those things where it it was a big deal to get one uh, as a kid one Christmas. And I specifically remember wanting it for the Lost World video game. And it's unfortunate that that video game was not very good. But that's okay. I still had a lot of fun playing that. But, yeah, he looks exactly like the Dieter Star action figure. Yeah, I mean, he's cool. I mean, I love that he has this, like, he looks so muscly and he's got this InGen tattoo on his arm. That's really awesome. It makes me just want to go out and get one right now. Um, <laughs> but he's really awesome. And I love the fact that he does have that magnet in his chest that the copy can, you know, grapple on to and, and stand or, you know, sit on his chest or whatever. That's such an awesome feature. You don't see a lot of stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, that's one of my absolute favorite features out of probably, yeah, I don't think any of them have like, for me, the ones I've had don't have any cool features like that. 
No, and I'm pretty sure that feature was actually created for this specific action figure um, based off of the scene in the movie where they're like attacking his chest and he's like swiveling. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think he does swivel at the waist too. He does. And you know what's hilarious is like, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I didn't know, know that until now, like until I was like researching the character a little bit more. I'm like, wait, what? It swivels? Yeah, it swivels so like you can like fight to get the compy off. And yeah. like I said, I think I think that was created for this particular action figure, mm-hmm. or maybe it was a Terminator action figure that they created it for. But um, either way, it wound up in this toy, and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's my number five. I think it's really cool, and uh, yeah, he's he's just one of the toughest looking characters around. So uh, I'm into that, and I think they they made a smart choice by not going more film canony and and you know making him look like this slimy looking dude that's just like so sweaty and, and long hair and all that but in this sense it made sense and uh i'm happy they went with it yeah exactly um yeah he was a pretty cool guy I definitely uh, liked playing with that one yeah all right what's your number four all right so my number four is the uh humvee capture vehicle um nice. It seems kind of early to be adding a vehicle to the list, but um, I felt like I, I had to at least have this one uh, in there. This one is spot on uh, reference from the movie. Um, I believe Humvee is actually a trademark of Hummer, if I'm not mistaken, or um, it's some kind of modification of Hummer. I'm not really a car guy, but uh, <laughs> Humvee is definitely something I've heard outside of oh, the yeah. Lost World uh, like franchise. So, mm-hmm. um, But it looks just like the one in the movie. Um, it has that trapper device that they have in the film and you can like trail it behind or you can put it up front and like it slams right on dinosaur action figures um and it holds like i want to say there's room for like five or six different human figures to ride on this thing um and it's got like taser weapons uh it's got like a blaster on the top uh it's got these things for the characters to like hang off the side and it's got the chairs that like move up and down and in and out and all kinds of stuff uh this is probably one of my absolute favorite vehicles from all of the Jurassic Park movies, uh, toy-wise anyway. Um, but it's just really, really neat. Uh, this was kind of fun to play with as a kid. And if I'm not mistaken, I think they did carry this toy over into the Congo line. No, I think that was a different one, actually. That might have been a different a different vehicle. Uh, but What was that one? Was it like a, a you know, quad they took or something? This- I think it was a quad. There was a quad and there was a series two car as well that wound up in Congo. But uh, either way, um, still, this is a great vehicle. Like, it's so specific oh, yeah. to the Lost World that yeah, I don't think they would have carried it over to a different uh, series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just militaristic in general. Um, but you're right; it's it's exact, you know, exactly what you see in the movie, and that's something that you're looking for, you know, as somebody that's a fan of the film. You want to kind of recreate these moments in the film, and that is one that you can do. And I mean, it's there's not much better than that. And the fact that you can pile all these guys, you know, in the vehicle, on the vehicle, it's got all these, you know, this equipment on it, the the flaps that go down on the side. There's so much playability to this thing. I think you can't go wrong with it. And I like the fact that it actually, you know, resembles the thing from a movie instead of some weird, you know, concept that, you know, never existed. Yeah. And this is a pretty beefy toy as well. So like in the movie, there's that scene where it comes up over the ridge and just (laughs) slams its nose in. Um, My Humvee got that exact treatment over Mm. and over again. So um, mine took a beating and it's still in pretty good shape. Um, The the only weird thing I find about the 
the cars for the Lost World line is that it, they all have Lost World logos on them. Um, I, I really wish they would have stuck with like InGen logos or even just just the, maybe like a red dinosaur logo or something. But it says the Lost World on it, which we like every fan knows there's no place actually called the Lost World in the franchise. It's just the name of a movie. So yeah. um, it was definitely kind of weird that they stuck those on all the cars. But I guess for branding purposes, I can understand why. Yeah, no, I uh, I just I you know I have no issue with that, but uh, yeah, it doesn't make much sense. It's at least with the other ones they had you know just a JP logo or something like that, but this one yeah, the Lost World whatever. Um, Site B would have been cool or InGen would have made more sense obviously, uh, but I guess they don't really. Well, I mean I can't say that because my guy has an InGen tattoo on his arm, um, so yeah, they could have done it I guess. I mean, it might. I think if I were to go find it, I think it does say InGen somewhere on does it. it? Okay. Um, yeah, but so I'm looking here at the box art for this car, and uh, I'm finding that it's just really cool, and it's definitely the same artist from the uh, Jurassic Park Series 2 box art, um, and his name is Larry Salman. So if you have an opportunity to check out his artwork, um, you know, just type it in, and you'll get all kinds of uh, stuff from him. Nice, yeah. I, I really – that's one of the things we didn't mention even before we, we started here, the box art and everything. It's so um, – so unique to the lost world and it's you know it's got that uh like uh what do you call it like a hazard kind of you know look to it with the black and yellow stripes on a lot of them and the lot the lost world logo obviously but i love that green that's on all this stuff you know something about that green is is it just stands out and it looks brilliant on all of them yeah well i mean just like the movies you know the the first movie was very um you know, they were trying to make a, conver- a commercial uh, type amusement park. And so you got the reds and the black very, um, mm. you know, those are two colors that you may not find in nature all that often together. But yeah, when you get to the lost world and it's all about dinosaurs in nature and, um, you know, being untouched for so many years, uh, the colors definitely changed in the movies to more of like a greenish, uh, lush kind of uh you know, atmosphere. And that definitely got carried over to the box art as well. Mm-hmm. And especially on like the, a lot of the characters and stuff, they have that, you know, the, the T-Rex on the back of it. it yeah. The amazing. T-Rex model. It yeah. Looks so it looks really good. Great. Yeah. So fantastic. It looks like it's smiling right there, but, but, uh, that's, yeah, that's, uh, it really stands out. I mean, the stuff from JP, the first, uh, the first line was amazing and the box art looked great, but this stuff to me really speaks volumes. Yeah, you know, I think sticking with the same artist that worked on the last half of the Jurassic Park mm-hmm. series was a smart move. Um, the only thing that I'm missing from The Lost World is I really wish they would have gotten the illustrated uh, cards, uh, but yeah. they didn't do any cards oh. for this series. I know. that. That's – yeah, that's uh, something I really, really miss as well. But, you know, it's all right because when I was a kid, I probably ended up – well, no, I put them in uh, some sleeves. I did collect them, but, you know, that's something you can end up losing. But – uh I, I wish they did come with them because there could have been some cool behind the scenes Lost World shots and stuff like that. But it's all right. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean things happen. Um, most kids probably lost them. I yeah, was not. I, I know I'm, I did. Oh, I was super OCD as a kid, so like <laughs> I have all mine in sleeves. Yeah, they're in terrible shape, but they you know I've got them all in sleeves. Yeah, yeah, I have most of mine in sleeves, but they're just they're not in the best condition, you know. And I, I used them, you know, as like trading cards. I played with them. I, I you know had them all out and about. We passed them around. So they definitely got messed up or thrown out or lost. But um, something like that's something I wish I had now. You know, I collect, could collect now as an adult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I, I could if I want to spend some money. But uh, There's always <laughs> eBay, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Well, now, what's your uh, we're on your number four, correct? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I actually am continuing the trend of humans for me. Um, so I had Dieter Stark, but now you know I'm gonna retract something I said about Dieter, saying he was the coolest looking character, uh, because that's not true. I now have uh, Roland Timbo on my list here at series one. He has the coolest. I'm, I'm, this, I'm not taking that back because this guy is literally the coolest looking one I've ever seen. Um, he's got that dinosaur head that's kind of like around his body, over his chest. That thing, it looks like it looks like a dragon face on on his chest. It's amazing. I love the coloring on this guy. Um, he's got these this like brown shirt underneath with this dinosaur face on the front. He's got these like uh maybe like teeth necklace of some sort um what else does he have let's see he's got a knife on his side it's kind of painted the same as his leg which is weird at least Dieter Stark has you know he's got camo pants but his knife is painted black um on mine here it's just painted the same color as the green pants so that's weird um He's got some really awesome high top boots uh and this this helmet I'm uh, not helmet what am I talking about this awesome like fedora you know what do you call it? Uh, Australian kind of crocodile Dundee looking hat, you know, kind of like um, Muldoon had, you know, in, in the in the movie, something like that. So he is one of the most awesome looking toys in general that I've ever seen. Um, what else is what else about him? Oh, yeah. The InGen logo on the side of the hat, which is cool. I like that they're being consistent with this and they have all these InGen logos on there. Um he is kind of, uh, you know, a copy of the T-Rex Turner from the Series 2 of Jurassic Park, uh, the head at least. I have only had the T-Rex Turner head. Um, I know after that they kind of, you know, rebranded it and made a new one, but I've only ever had the T-Rex Turner one. And this is actually my second version of the toy because I use them so much, I play with them so much that... I I think I lost them somewhere out in my backyard in the dirt. You know, if I probably went back and started digging in that area, maybe I'd find them. But um, I played with them so much that I just somehow lost them in the dirt somewhere. So that was really upsetting. But this past year, I actually, you know, I just went to eBay and I'm like, all right, it's time. I got to get it. So I picked it up again. It's awesome. Yeah, there is a... Um... There, there is the same character of him, and they, they did, they like resculpted the face, and they, they put it on some kind of uh, capture vehicle, like weird three wheeled motorcycle or whatever. Um, but uh, that one you're talking about is really cool. It took me years to realize that he, he's wearing like a big dragon head on his his shirt like like he <laughs> beheaded like a komodo dragon yeah. or something like that and like shoved his head through like it's, <laughs> it's like so disturbing dis- yeah it's so disturbing like he shoved yeah. his head through the the beheaded lizard and like started just wearing it um he kind of reminds me of uh the general character in terra nova uh, terra nova came out way later down the line yeah but yeah you're right he does i, his, I could see that yeah his the guy from avatar me- right yeah, the guy from Avatar. Um, that toy reminds me totally of that kind of character, which is not at all what we got in the movie. Uh, but, you know, that's okay. Uh, again, they put these toys into production way before, uh, yep. you know, shooting and casting and all that stuff takes place. You know, I'm sure they got a general idea of, uh, hey, the movie is about, uh, you know, dino uh, preservationists and dino hunters. Uh, Kenner, go. You know, yeah, and, exactly. Uh, they just spit out a bunch of stuff, you know, and then later on the line, they probably get really detailed information like the Humvee, you know, what that looks like and uh, some other things. But, yeah, I think for the human characters, um, other than 
other than like the main main ones, they're all really off. There's a there's a Nick Van Owen that came out originally that looks <laughs> nothing like uh, yeah. Nick Van Owen. No. Um, there's Eddie Carr that looks nothing like the character that played Eddie Carr. So no, it's basically just like a, a slightly different Grant. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's probably the same head, honestly. Yeah, it might be. I'd have to double check. But yeah, I'd you're really right. have to check. Yeah, they look so different, and obviously, Roland in the film is is so incredibly awesome as well. Probably one of the best characters there is. Uh, but this toy is as well, and I really like that. Uh, also, speaking of the the vest again, the dinosaur head vest. When I turn around and look at the back, it's actually even more messed up because it's all Frankenstein together. It's actually like looks like it's got all these like stitching like holding the different pieces of the the skin together actually quite gr- uh, grotesque if you if you really think about it yeah, yeah i always pictured him up. as like i always pictured him as one of these characters that was like oh i respect the animal so i yeah. have to like i have to hunt everyone down and like put it on my wall but like never in a million years did i ever like picture him as like i have to wear the animal like, i have to hunt them down and wear them <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah even but, the front is all stitched together too that's uh, that's a good detail you know you don't really look at these things too much as a kid but uh yeah it's awesome i really like this guy and um some of the coolest things about him actually are the uh the you know little effects that he comes with like the this giant stun gun thing you know i don't even know really how to describe it but it's this giant gun that kind of opens up and and shoots out but this thing is huge it's basically the entire entire size of him maybe even wider. Um, so obviously that does not resemble anything in the movies. So I, I kind of like, you know, the realism of cer- certain things of, you know, that Humvee that you have. But I also do like the absurdity of the weapons and different things like that because this stun gun is something that's probably impossible to kind of have your character stand and hold at the same time. But it's really fun to kind of maneuver around with your hand and just, you know, have this giant gun that looks like it could take down a dinosaur. Um, On the other hand, he did also come with a a knife, uh, you know, a holdable knife, which is ridiculous because if you think about it, that's gone in probably the first day of of use. You know, you'll never Mm. hold on to that thing. It'll disappear, especially if you're playing outdoors. Like I said, I was with this guy. So I probably lost that thing instantaneously. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty proud of keeping a hold of all the pieces and stuff like that. But th- that little knife, I remember <laughs> that. So I don't. Small. I don't know if that's something I was able to hold on to uh, no. either. But um, yeah, you know, I feel like the absurdity level on the Lost World stuff is maybe a little uh, less than with the Jurassic Park stuff. And I think that's only because you know these artists they saw what Jurassic Park was about. Um, and so they were kind of maybe on the same level, uh, this time around. Then when they first, it was like, oh, okay. Uh, humans with dinosaurs, what, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. You know? And so they came up with all these crazy ideas and then, um, you know, definitely shortened that or lessened that, um, in the lost world line. But we did get some really, we did get some weird things like that, like Mm -hmm. that big tranquilizer. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. I really like having that kind of thing. And uh, I think it adds to the character and your your playability and the fun that you have with the toy. Um, I also really like the the little packy that it comes with, too. Um, I think a lot of these uh, these baby dinosaurs are really memorable. And I wish sometimes the counterparts were painted the same way because this thing's painted beautifully. Actually, the the bigger one sort of does look like this. Um, But like the stegosaurus or something like that a lot of them are painted like way cooler looking but this guy i guess he is kind of on par with the bigger one yeah he kind of does match the bigger ones mm-hmm. um those packies from uh, the pachycephalosaurus from the 
the second movie where you know they were just repaints of uh, the series two from uh, Jurassic Park. But you know, if you have a few from each movie, you know, you kind of have like a yeah, cool male female pack. like pat going on for the Lost World. So yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah. So he's the great hunter, and uh, he's number four on my list. All right. Cool. So moving on to my number three. Uh, my number three, actually, I bet a lot of people would consider this one of the weaker toys. Um, my number three is the Parasaurolophus uh, figure. Um, now, this one was electronic. It made kind of like a cooing sound. Uh, what I like about this one is that it looks spot on to the Crash McCreary artwork uh, from Jurassic Park. Um, it's the same pose. It's the exact same shape. Uh, I mean, you would almost think that you know, Crash McCreary himself designed uh, this figure. Um, and another cool thing about them is I guess there was actually two different paint jobs. There was um, different levels of red behind the head. And so like there was a darker red and there was a lighter red. And the rumor yeah. is that, you know, they were like, oh, one is male, one is female. So that was kind of cool. I had, think I had like two of these as a kid. Um, and as an adult, these are actually ones that I still hunt down because I'm trying to get like, you know, kind of a whole herd of them together. Um, if yeah. you know, for lack of a better term, I guess, but if I were ever to get all my toys out, I would love to have like, you know, nine or 10 of these things, um, you know, in the future. Yeah. I mean, even looking at the pictures right here on JP toys, it's like they have a diorama shot of two of them and the, yeah, the face is painted completely different. You know, the one has like a full red head and the other one is slightly less. So it is really cool. And when you said you're going to create that herd, like this is perfect for that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know if we really need to to go too much into this figure. Again, this is a really basic figure. Um, no posing, which is something I'm a huge fan of. Um, it's just stands straight up. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you could maybe put it on all fours if you wanted to or, um, you know, lay it down, you know, to kind of pretend like it's sleeping or something like that. But, you know, again, playability, this is a really basic dinosaur toy. Um, this is something that when my nephews get older, you know, I would get one of these for them uh, or something like that. It's just it totally looks like it's a Jurassic Park dinosaur and you can't mistake it for anything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the thing though. I, I love those realistic ones. Like we talked about, there's a lot of absurd stuff, but those realistic ones look amazing. And it's a decent sized figure too. So it looks good standing against your, your characters and the vehicles and everything. So that's something I really appreciate. Yeah, I feel like, you know, to scale... Uh, compared to like the big T-Rex or the, yeah, the small humans, like this one is one that was properly uh, scaled in the toy line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I think the dinosaurs in general um, in this line are awesome. Like all around, they're so memorable and this is probably the most realistic looking one. I, yeah, I'd have to say so. You know, the, the first line had uh, a lot of realistic looking stuff like the Triceratops and, uh, you know, the Raptors looked pretty good and this one had, this line has some realistic looking stuff too, but even the, 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 the bigger T-Rex or, you know, a few of the Raptors, they don't look exactly as you'd expect them to look, but they do look really cool, obviously. But this one at least, you know, tries to adhere to that and, uh, maybe even look like that crash artwork. So that's really cool. Yeah, you know, and just as a side note, talking about the Raptors, um, they were just repaints of the old Jurassic Park ones, which honestly, I kind of respect that a little bit. Um, as we start getting into Jurassic Park 3, they start looking different, like as far as like shaping and sizing and, and their yeah. pose for the Jurassic Park 3 line. What I like about the Raptors in this line is that they are the Raptors from 
uh, the first movie just repainted, but they're repainted with kind of the Lost World, um, you know, theming that the Raptors had. And so what's really cool about that, again, in in my headcanon, right, like one is a female version and the other one is a male version. So mm. um, you can actually get a really cool pack, you know, put together like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do love that. I didn't actually – no, I didn't have any of those Raptors. I did have uh, one of the others or two of the others actually. But um, yeah, I, it's, a, it's a great toy and I do love the fact that they kind of continue that trend. And, it, you know, it thinks that they kind of lost that along the ways. And even now, we, you know, with the, the – uh, what is the name of these movies? Jurassic World. Um, they're, they're not that bad. Like some of them are, are pretty bad. But um, I actually don't mind them as much as other people. But they, I wish they kind of have that consistency. But these ones don't. Yeah, like I feel like the ankylosaur in the Jurassic World line is probably the closest to like a Crash McCreary dinosaur that there is. Um, maybe the, maybe the uh looks like the one from the third movie, but uh, yeah, this particular this Parasaurolophus, yeah, the uh, the Parasaurolophus though uh, looks great. Yeah, spot on. Yep. Uh, where are we at? Number three. Yep. All right. So I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm transitioning here. It's a still a human. But he's got something attached to him. So this is the Series 1 glider pack with Malcolm. Uh, did you have this one? You had, the, you had basically everything, right? Uh, yeah, like I did have this one. This was actually one of the last ones I got. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm glad it's one of your favorites because it is one of my least favorites of the really? entire line. It just makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. Like that's that's fun, I guess. <laughs> Oh, dude, it's the funnest. It's not like there's no no comparison, really. I think it is so absurd, but uh, I don't know how you can't love this thing because it, it like we talk about playability and all that stuff. This thing for me had so much playability. The you know the ability to take this thing up in the air and fly it around and run around. like I used to play in my basement, so I would like run around in my basement, taking them through the the pillars in the basement and all the different you know the houses that we use to hold all the people and all that stuff, I would fly him everywhere. And this is like, this thing's genius to me. Um, I've never seen anything quite like it before. And you said it makes no sense, which it doesn't uh, per the movie itself. Well, you know, it's interesting. It just seems like they, this is obviously something that, that they wanted to do in the movies, right? Because we did get something very similar, uh, as the box art in Jurassic Park 3, right? Now, whether or not Jurassic Park 3 took the box art and made that into a movie or whether it was Spielberg wanted to do this at one point um, and it was maybe in a script at, at some time, we don't exactly know. Well, we but, do. Oh, it do was. We? Yeah, it was, it was one of the original you know, planned uh, incarnations of the ending of The Lost World. They actually had a scene. So this is where it came from. They had a scene where uh, there was like a raptor attack and the hunters would jump off the cliffs. And they'd escape the raptors with hang gliders. Hang gliders. So that's interesting. So instead of you know, you know, making this really cool looking character or you know, jetpack looking thing, and giving it to some random character, they they give it to Malcolm. Which yeah, strange call. And he's got this amazing jumpsuit, like parachuting looking suit, which is strange but awesome um but it does bear resemblance to some incarnation of the movie so i think that is really cool and we talk about how um you know a lot of this stuff is based off what they were told about the movies or you know what they originally thought the movies were going to be and that's that's what this is um 
Yeah, no, so, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, I knew that the movie, I knew the original movie was supposed to end with like a Tyranodon attack with like a helicopter. There's like concept art mm-hmm. in one of the books for it. Um, but I never knew that there was gliders involved um, yeah, in that I don't scene. Know how, I don't think it got that far, you know, but it just, um, it was one of the incarnations that they're like, all right, let's do this. But I think it would probably, uh, you know, if you kind of attach that, like, the, you know, if you're, you're in the long grass scene and then the raptors are attacking and the next thing they do is instead of going into that, you know, um, not visitor center, but the compound there. Sure. Imagine everybody just jumping off a cliff with hang gliders. It doesn't fit. You know, it doesn't really work. <laughs> well, and how does that how does that movie end? They just, they just, <laughs> they just wind up in the water. Away. Like, yeah, <laughs> they fly all the way back to Costa Rica. <laughs> they just they just glide right back to Costa Rica. No, exactly. But like it just doesn't doesn't feel real enough you know these movies try to be as realistic as possible and that one certainly was like that movie felt very real and uh it would have been you know based in realism they've got these this camper the the vehicles and stuff like that the the mercedes um, right and then they lose everything where do these jetpacks come from but like it just seems like a unnatural ending to it all like this kind of superhero moment where everybody kind of just jumps off a cliff and saves themselves like with you know hang gliding packs it just it's weird but as a toy i think it's amazing and um i think i had two of these for some reason i don't know why but um it's very 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 cool the thing it's got these this kind of fabric wing um and it folds up uh, kind of in two and uh you can press there let me do it here i don't know if it'll make any noise but you fold them up and you put the pieces very thinly behind this little strip and then you press a button on top and the jetpack comes or not the jetpack but the wings burst out um it also did have like a little cannon on it with the, there's a button on the back you could press um i don't think i have that piece anymore although the the insert does look familiar maybe i do um but it's cool i mean it looks like it has two sort of it has like a lot of mechanics on the back like almost like a little computer and uh some air tanks or something on it um very cool piece I, I like it a lot and it actually it stretches out so you can kind of use it in two different ways so he can be basically attached at the back or you could kind of extend it and he um it goes down so it's more like a hang glider um but i kind of like to use it as like like superman style like he's just flying with these wings on his back it looks really cool um, and he, his, the, the unfortunate thing about the character itself, the Malcolm character, is his hands are stuck in kind of like a bike riding pose. So he's, he, you know, the grip of his hands, he can't really hold a gun unless he's trying to be like super gangster or something. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, it's basically this bike riding style. So his hands only do that, which is kind of disappointing. But whatever. Most of the time he's only flying anyway, but he's got his typical black, you know, outfit on. He's got the sun, the, the glasses, the sunglasses on. <laughs> so it's very odd. He just seeing him like very smooth Malcolm hang gliding in, in the movie would have been really jarring. Um, but I love the coloring on it because he's, he's got, like I said, the black suit, but on top of it, he's got the, the hang gliding apparatus, the, this like green and blue belts and stuff all over him. So it's really, it's a really cool figure. He's got gloves. He's got a JP logo yellow on the side with site B. Um, yeah, I think he's he's awesome. And um, my number three. Yeah, I you know, just specifically about that character. I remember as a kid being like, 
Jeff Goldblum is not an action hero. This makes absolutely <laughs> no sense. But yeah, as an adult, like, I've come to appreciate the absurdity of that toy. And I'm glad I picked one up when I was a kid. I, I picked one up or maybe I asked for it for Christmas. It probably seems like something I would have asked for for Christmas because I was getting smart to the idea of like, well, I'm not going to spend my hard-earned money on this. But if someone wants to just get it for me. Uh, you know, that would be really cool too, but I'm glad I have one. Um, we definitely played with it. It wasn't like a toy that, that didn't get used or anything like that. Um, Mm -hmm. it definitely had, we definitely played those scenes where pteranodons were chasing it. And again, it's got that fantastic box art. Yeah. And yeah, the, oh, the box art is awesome. Yeah. I really, really like that. Let me pull up. Yeah. It's got him. It's just flying on the front. Smiling away. Yeah. 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 That's perfect. And it's got the, you know, it's got the pteranodon in the background like chasing them so that's pretty cool um let's see it's got trees in the back it's got mountain areas that's awesome looking but yeah he's like he's got this nice smirk on his face um but it's it's a really cool exclusive figure um what was that what was i gonna say about it oh it's surprisingly durable you know like i said i played with this thing all the time he was you know always crashing into things falling from high heights um you know, crashing into dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are getting him out of the air as he's flying by. Um, and the fabric has held up and it hasn't disintegrated. It hasn't, you know, there's no tears in it or anything. Um, and these, you know, it's kind of feels very brittle in a way. Like it feels like it could break at any moment, but it hasn't. And uh, I'm very thankful of that, obviously. But so I got to give them credit. You know, they made something that's very dur- durable and has a lot of playability. Yeah, I mean, unlike, you know, my Jurassic World T-Rex, it's already falling apart, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I, I, we keep talking about this and how I don't know how kids play with these things today because they probably end up breaking. But this hasn't. And that I, I got to give it up for Kenner Hasbro here for, uh, for putting out something really awesome. Yeah, that's cool. All right, so are we moving on to my number two? Hit it, number two. All right, so my number two is the Mobile Command Center, uh, and this is the big trailer yeah. um, from the movie. Uh, I have very specific memories um, of this. Uh, seeing this in the store kind of near the end of the Lost World life cycle and being like, I, oh my gosh, I got to have it. It's the trailer from the movie, and I worked, I worked so hard to come up with that money because, again, this is not – this is not mom and dad buying me whatever I wanted, like maybe when I was, you know, seven uh, or like as a big Christmas gift or whatever. This was it was summertime. Christmas was so far away uh, and I just worked my butt off to save the money uh, to get this thing. It's got it's just got awesome artwork on the front of the box. Yeah. Um, it comes with an exclusive Kelly Malcolm uh, action figure. Uh, it's got a fold out lab uh, in the back section. It's got electrified fence that surround it so that you can open up that lab and, you know, no dinosaurs can get to them while it's kind of like in convertible mode. Um, It's got like an entire alarm system with like the noises and it's got satellites that swirl around. It's got some big crane thing that you can move dinosaurs from one side of the trailer to the other um, with like a crow's nest up top. Um, This was like the ultimate Lost World toy you know, as far as like automobiles went and it was just something I really had to have. And, uh, I saved up gosh for so long to get it. And when I finally got it, man, I was, I was super excited. Yeah. You know, yeah, that must have, you must've put in a lot of hard work there. It's 50 bucks. It, it said it retailed as, um, you know, that's yeah, I no mean, small feat for, for a kid, you know, even $50 today I'd be for like, a little eh, kid I don't was, know. 
Yeah, exactly. Fifty dollars for a kid was uh, that was not easy to come by. You know, no. we we maybe take that for granted as as adults these days, but um, and especially since toys today are so expensive. Um, but no, fifty bucks. I remember like working. I went to my dad's store and like polished like I don't know. I you know he maybe polished watches or something like that. And I remember doing like filing at my dad's store and like uh, cutting lawns all summer long to get this thing. Uh, it yeah. was definitely a feat uh, to get that one. Yeah, you know this. Um, it's worth that fifty bucks because if this was out today, you know, for say Jurassic World line, I could easily see it seventy-five to hundred. You know, it's it's complicated. It's got a lot of pieces and it's huge. You know, there's nothing quite like it in in the series here, and uh, it's it's got everything. It's legit, man. Like it has everything you could possibly want out of a playset. Um, to me, I mean, is it the the command center you know from the the first film i think this is cooler to be honest like it's on wheels yeah you can it, it's multi multifaceted you could do so many things with it um yeah it's amazing it's one of my favorite things uh i did not have it so that maybe spoilers for my list here um i didn't have it but i didn't buy it also because my cousin had it and we kind of like not shared toys, but we would always bring our toys over to each other's houses and we always played with them. And so I did get a lot of time in with this thing. Um, and it's amazing. I, you know, I can't say enough good things about it. You know, I remember my, uh, parents had like a, a balcony that kind of like was, you could see the upstairs from the downstairs, like living room. Mm -hmm. And we used to run like a bungee cord through this, uh, this trailer (laughs) set. And we used to hang it off that balcony (laughs) and just take like, you know, just take like photos with like a cheap, like throwaway camera or whatever like that. Oh, we'd like, gotta find we'd hang, <laughs> Yeah. We'd hang the characters from like the bungee cords and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it, it was cool cause the trailer, it had like that, that kind of plastic accordion connector that you could like, you could flip the back end over like they did in the movie and mm-hmm. still not see that like it wasn't connected anymore. Um, yeah, this was a yeah. really cool toy. Um, for me, I liked this, I think better than the, uh, yeah, the Jurassic Park compound for sure. But yeah, I also, as a little kid worked really hard for this one. So it, it kind of carries that nostalgia too. um, you know, saving up for that. Yeah. I, you know, I think a lot of people would attest that, you know, recreating the movie is, is, is a huge goal for playing with these toys. And this is one of those things that I know everybody did. You know, we did it. I know you did it. I've heard from people recently that have done the same thing is just recreate that, you know, off the cliff scene, hang this thing down or, you know, do something like you did that. It's, it's so awesome that it had that playability thing is legit size. It's huge. It takes up, you know, multiple characters. You could probably put every character you ever owned inside this thing and still have enough room for others, but it, it's great. I love it. There's, there's probably no, there's definitely no vehicle that beats it. Yeah, and you know, to kind of get back with the the times, like a lot of kids today may not understand. You know, if they see a toy, there's always Amazon, right? If they want something, they can save for it, and then you know, there's there's Amazon, right? Like no big deal. It's always going to be there. I think you can still get, you know, the Indominus Rex, which came out almost two years ago. You can just get on Amazon and pick one up, you know, because there's like a leftover one in a warehouse. But in the '90s, if you were a kid and you saw this, the only way to get it was to find it out in the wild, like at a Toys R Us or a KB Toys or a yeah. Walmart or whatever. And if you didn't have the money, there was all of a sudden this like what like 
oh my gosh, like I, I really want this. And your parents would be like, well, we don't have the money right now. And it's like, no, you don't understand. Like it's going to go away. Someone is going to come to the store and take this, you know, <laughs> and I will not be able to get another one. And yeah. it's like, yeah, that, that sucks, yeah. you know, and that's how the nineties were. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, this is one like when you're in a store, you literally can't pass because you know I know you mentioned it a little bit before, but that box art is incredible. You know, it's got the hanging baby T Rex on it, which is it's got this insane crane on the top, which we I know we talk about realism and everything, but I don't think I remember the the real one having any kind of giant crane like that. Maybe they just didn't use it, but that is such an awesome feature. I love that thing. Yeah, you know, I just want to throw this out there. Um, if anybody is listening that maybe has this toy, if you have the box with you, could you please, please take a really nice high-res photo? It is not possible to find a high-res photo of that artwork um, online. Could you please just take a photo of it and send it into the podcast? Because I really, really want it. Um, I cannot believe I got rid of this box. Yeah, I'm trying to decipher what it is at the moment too, and uh, I can't see – Maybe it's Sarah. Like, who is the person? Yeah, it's like oh, Sarah. No, no, no. And... I'm sorry. No, it's uh, Nick Van Owen character. Maybe Nick Van Owen is up in the yeah, um, up in the thing. Yeah, up and in the then, crane. Yeah. Oh, so it's it's got the legit like style from all these characters, which is really cool. Um, yeah, that Nick Van Owen. It's got Eddie in his you know weird attire that he never wore in the films. Kelly, Sarah, Ian, and uh, yeah, it's got that Lost World stamp on the side. Um, yeah, this is really cool. There's a T-Rex trying to break in maybe around the electric fence there, a small one, young T-Rex or something. You got the baby T-Rex hanging in the air off the crane. So there's so many cool attributes. I would love to have this as like a, a screensaver or background or something like that. Yes. I mean, anybody, please, somebody out there, please take a photo of this box if you have it because the artwork <laughs> is absolutely gorgeous and it deserves to be online somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, this is one, like, if I saw this for a decent price, I would definitely pick it up and, and display oh, this they're thing, so you know? expensive. They're I know. like, I think in the box you're talking, like, 500 bucks. Oh, like God. It's, it's yeah. insane. I just wish I could come across, like, a you know, a fully packed one at, like, a thrift store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be I mean, incredible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If if I worked at a thrift store and saw something like this, even if I wasn't into the franchise, I think I'd be like, okay, this has got to be, like... It has to be worth something, Worth right? something to someone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, that's my number two. Yeah, you know, if um, if I had it, it certainly would have been on my list. Even though I did get time to play with it, um, I just didn't feel right enough, you know, putting it on my list since I didn't own it. Um, but where are we at? My number two. Um, I'm going to go a little strange here, and I don't think it's going to be on many people's, you know, top lists or anything like that. But it's the Series 1 Cyclops Raptor, the Velociraptor. Um... This thing is awesome. I, I really love this one. And it's it's always been very interesting to me. You know, we like you mentioned before, we have this realistic raptor tone that, that has kind of been passed down throughout the series. We've got this screaming raptor. Um, eventually we get that uh, the taller raptor. Um, but this guy, he is, you know, out in left field on his own. Very strange. He's got... Uh, if you don't know what he looks like, he's kind of in this very, very low pose, sort of more like the uh, the blue action, uh, the the blue raptor that comes like with the Owen pack or or the one on its own. It's got like a 
you know, a laser sight or something on its on its head. I forget exactly. Maybe a gun on its back. But it's kind of like in that low pose as it's kind of like uh, looks like it's about to pounce. So it doesn't look like any of the other raptors. Not even close. It's got giant gashes in its back. This thing has been brutalized. Like it's barely hanging on, I think. Um, giant uh, claw marks in its back. It's an odd green, like a darker green color with, um, you know, white kind of striping on the back and the, the legs. And it's called the Cyclops Raptor because it only has one good eye. The other one is, is whited out. You know, it's it's got a, a yellow and red eye on one side and a white eye on the other. So I thought that was such a really cool touch. The fact that this guy is beat up. He's He always reminded me of like, the older wiser raptor or maybe like the you know scar of the franchise you know something like that he was always a little nasty but older and wiser maybe because that's, he's been through it you know that's so, hilarious and yeah it just goes to show you the mentality of kids because for does. us for us he was the sickly raptor that the other raptors <laughs> like shunned and like kept yeah. in the corner um because yeah. we definitely had it but yeah he's so out of left field and you know i don't know i don't know if there's source material for this toy um i don't I'm trying to remember the Lost World, like the motorcycle scene in the book. Um, I Maybe I'm just thinking this and making it up, but I want to say that this maybe was a raptor in that pack. I could be wrong. So if someone out there knows where the source material is of this raptor, I'd be interested to know because I don't. I can't think of any reason for this toy to exist other than an artist was like, man, you know what would be really cool is like this this crouching raptor that's like been through some battle stuff, you know? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know particularly why they did it. Um, but I guess if you kind of posed him, if, say, for instance, you could bend the, the you know the figure around and create your own pose, but you can't. It's stuck. If you if you maybe uprighted him a little bit, you know, bent him up and, and put his neck down a little bit, I think, you know, maybe you'd have that typical raptor look. Because this is the pose, basically, you get when Owen is, you know, he's doing his you know, prat keeping pose that we all call it now. And he's got, you know, the, the, I think there's only three at that moment, Raptors in front of him. And this is like what blue is doing. I think, you know, it's kind of very low to the ground. It's got the arms out. So I bet you, if you kind of posed it right, it would look more normal, but he just looks so odd, so different. doesn't even look like a, a Velociraptor from the movies at all, but I really appreciated that about him. You know, I loved how unique it was, and I loved that, you know, like you said, you could create these theories as to, you know, what he was. Was he older? Was he scarier? Or was he sickly? Um, I think that's the best thing about playing with these toys is, is creating your own scenarios. Um, and like I said, the the scarring and the, the missing eye was really what sold this thing to me. Um, I just think he's so unique and, and really awesome, but... Uh, he was one that I really liked adding to the rest of the Raptors. You know, like you said with the Paris Royal Office, you know, you like to create a pack. Um, this this was certainly a pack that I had because at this point I have, I think, like one or two, you know, normal looking Raptors, a screaming Raptor, maybe two, and then this guy. So it, it was a unique bunch, but um, he definitely added to it. I know he's kind of, you know, weird and, and strange and small, nothing, not much to him, but, um, you know, he's got to be number two on my list. Yeah, he's a pretty cool toy. I'm I'm glad he got some love from you because, like I said, for us, he was just the sickly raptor. But <laughs> um, yeah, a fun toy nevertheless. Yeah, and it's it's something that kind of got carried on throughout the years. You know, you've seen him a few times, painted differently, very, looking very different. Um, so it's it's cool that they 
they kept that scope around and, and, and reused it a few times. Exactly. All right, so my number one is next. Uh, now, the last time I put the Red Rex at my number two, and for me, the reason that is number two, aside from the reasons I gave in the last podcast, is because my number one for the Lost World is the Bull Tyrannosaurus Rex. Uh, this is, in my opinion, the best T-Rex toy that has ever been created uh, for a Jurassic uh, movie. Um, and let me just throw out some of the reasons. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it does match the color of the bull T-Rex in the Lost World. There's that scene where the T-Rex roars in front of the San Diego skyline. And, you know, I could swear that it's like kind of like got that bluish brown tinge to it uh, like this toy has. Um, it eats human figures. It even comes with a human like in a cage, like kind of like from the book um, that it just swallows. And then there's like a sl- uh a slit like down in its stomach that you can like take the characters out but it just devours this thing um it's got really accurate sound effects and this thing is massive i'm pretty sure it's the biggest t-rex toy in in the collection yeah yeah i think it is and uh you know i'm gonna come clean and and uh, give you my number one as well it's the same thing <laughs> yeah it's i don't think anybody toy. i mean there there might be some you know a, or maybe a lot that actually say like the thrasher or something different like that maybe but this guy come on he yeah is incredible you know i think the thrasher looks a little more like uh the classic like um female t-rex which you know if you look at the line uh if bull means male then the thrasher is is probably the female of the of the movie but um this figure when you're trying to recreate those scenes from the movie and you put it in front of that trailer and you you visualize it just right. It is exactly like that shot where, you know, Sarah turns oh, yeah. around and there's just those big T-Rex jaws outside the window. That's a yeah. iconic shot from this franchise. And um, this toy kind of allowed me to create it. It's it's such a good toy. Yeah. You know, I'll probably get some flack, but I think the, the Thrasher was very goofy looking. I never really got into it. And, and um, you know, maybe if I had one right now, it would be a little bit different. But I think because I loved this look so so much i love the sculpt of him the sculpt i loved how giant it was and how it does have that you know eating feature where you can literally put figures in the mouth and and just store a bunch of them in there for an extended time period um that is has to be the coolest feature on anything any toy that's ever existed the ability to have these crunching noises and and all this stuff as a figure's going down that's um, right. It crunched. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's it's gruesome. It's awesome. The fact that you can just throw a person down there. You know, I'm going to do it right now. Dieter Stark. Yeah, number five on my list. But let's uh, let's take him for a ride. So I'm forcing him in. He fits in still. Perfect. Uh, he's in. That's it. Now he's in the stomach. I don't know if I can get him out, but we'll see. Um, he's awesome. He is amazing. He's giant and yeah you said the uh the coloring yeah the coloring i do think it is kind of spot on you know we didn't really get a lot aside from the very very ending but a lot of um you know bright colored scenes with this guy and uh he does you know he looks perfect enough and um over time i don't know maybe mine's faded the legs look slightly different color um where they attach themselves because it looks like they're kind of glued together right above the jp logo on it um, right he's got those different. 
Yeah, he's got those plastic feet that kind of mm-hmm. attach into like that. You know, like we were talking in the last podcast about kind of that real feel like rubber for mm-hmm. dinosaurs. Um, he is ninety percent real feel rubber, and uh, you know what I what I kind of feel like you about the Thrasher. I I never quite loved that figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I you know as I was kind of you know, I used to play with. Uh, I used to do the trailer scene with the two T Rexes, and I'd have the Thrasher, and I'd have the the bull. And once these things went on clearance, I specifically remember getting a second bull so that I would have like two really big monster-looking T Rexes to play that scene. Because um, you know, because yeah. at one point these things dropped well below their thirty-dollar, um, you know, asking price. Now they're astronomical. They're like almost a hundred bucks to get one. But um, back in those days, you know, you could get. I think the original price for this guy was only like twenty nine ninety nine, yeah, which is exactly. insane by today's standards. Oh yeah, you know the you know the uh, Indominus was probably around that, even forty bucks, um, and that quality is nowhere near this. And this thing, it, like you said, it's big, it's huge, it's bigger than anything, any of the other ones. It's so long, very long. That's the, probably the the biggest point. My tail is actually still a little bent. I don't know if yours ever, if you like, um, you know. I was pretty Heated good it up at, and, and bent it out a little bit, but mine is still a little stuck. But uh, yeah, I was pretty good at at kind of massaging that that fold out. You know, like if I was just sitting there watching TV, I'd just sit there and like kind of like mess with it and and try to get that that crease out. But uh, yeah, you know, this has me so excited. I'm gonna go. I have one here. I'm gonna go grab one out of my closet and take it to work with me and like put it on my desk. I'll be <laughs> dude. You got I'll a be big the, desk. <laughs> Well, um, like my desk at work ain't all that big, but I'll be the guy in the subway with like a big dinosaur tail sticking out of his backpack in the morning. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, you'll be a little creepy, but it'll be, it's, it'll be well worth it. Um, it'll be well worth it. I did try. I put the batteries in. Um, I don't know if there's any special technique to get this thing going, but nothing's happening. Uh, I'm hitting it. Nothing's going on. I bang the feet. Nothing. I don't think it does that, but um, I don't remember. Oh. Yeah, there it is. It does work. Oh, that oh. was a complete shock, dude. You should have seen my face. Oh, oh my man, god, dude. that's such. How a... did I do that? Wow, it's so good. It sounds. I mean, for the '90s, that sounds really accurate. Like nothing <laughs> like the Red Rex. Like the Red Rex doesn't sound at all like the T Rex from the movie, which <laughs> is understandable. But you know, considering that was probably produced well before the sound effects were done, but because they had the sound effects from the first movie they were able to like record that and put that in in this rex and uh this is it's button based it's not lever based like the red rex was so the button um my buttons never broke the um, the lever in my red rex broke um so she doesn't make noise anymore but um my bull t-rex still makes noise and again it's an awesome figure it's so good like oh <laughs> sorry yeah oh no it's fine it's so good like dude that noise i'm like I'm freaking out because I have not heard that in years. You know, it's probably been uh, what what year is it now? It's dude, I don't even know. It's probably been like 17 years or so. I'm freaking out. I did not know that would still work. I literally just threw some three triple AAA batteries in it, and uh, it actually works. I was disappointed because as I was saying, I tested it and nothing was happening, and then I just go ahead and hit it, and it actually worked. That's awesome. I wish I could figure out where's the pressure for the crunching it's right oh the pressure for the crunching you know i don't know i have no idea i don't know either now i know the you know the button for the roaring is is on the back yeah Um, i got that obviously um 
Yeah, oh, but I it's such it a great like toy. On the sides or something, but not getting anything. Obviously, I don't hear it. But well, that that's that was all right, such a unique sound. But yeah. you know, li- listeners out there, if if you have a child in your family that um, you just felt like you wanted to get a cool dinosaur toy for, this is the one to get. Don't. The prices on eBay, sure, they might be a little high, but this to me is like the best T-Rex toy that's ever been made. And we're talking, you know, all franchises, all, you know, whatever. Um, To me, this is the best. It's the biggest. It's definitely the most gruesome, uh, you know, with the eating of the people. But if you're going to get someone a T-Rex figure, this is the one to get. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the, yeah, actually, while I'm talking about that, the sound effect and everything i you know when i put the battery oh yeah forgot Dieter's in there um <laughs> when i put the batteries in that was a pain to put those in so oh yeah I, I i feel bad for my parents for having to put that in but uh yeah so there's you have to unscrew it which i i'm very glad i didn't because i was attempting to get it unscrewed before we started to take the batteries back out because i'm like oh it doesn't work but apparently it does. So there's a screw in there, and there's three batteries. Luckily, there's like um, a ribbon that you can kind of put behind the batteries to pull yep. the ribbon out. So that's that's cool. But they're so deep down in this tiny, you know, there's a tiny slit to get in there. It's very difficult to put those batteries in. But uh, that's just that's very very, you know, minute detail that that could bug you. But otherwise, it's a perfect specimen. And what I was gonna say is, the eyeballs on this thing. It's got like very, very realistic glass green eyeballs and uh, it's got the, the black in the center and they look so fantastic. It doesn't look fake. It looks realistic. And like what you were talking about with the, the trailer scene, you know, recreating that scene, bending this thing down or, or just holding up the back legs and putting the head down, it looks fantastic. And that's what you're, that's all you could ask for is, is that realism. Yeah, you know, I'm wondering if, you know, because these toy companies, they do a lot of like stress tests on their toys and they do, um, you know, focus group testing. I'm wondering if if kids played with the Red Rex in front of them and tried to do like poses like from the movie. And because the Red Rex, if you did that a lot, it tore like the legs would tear off and um, you'd get some like rubber like peeling and stuff. But this one, I want to say it's definitely a stronger rubber than the Red Rex. Um, and it was it kind of is hunched over a tiny bit like it. it's just the perfect pose and it's you know it's a nondescript pose um but it's just perfect for mm-hmm. you know for play yeah and you know what's it's cool about it is it does have a more realistic t-rex pose you know uh, you know we used to have a lot of t-rex poses where the tail would like you know sway on the ground it was kind of standing up like a human would you know like basically somebody in a costume or something like barney um but this this is a more accurate pose, I believe. So it, you know, with the basically horizontal back, you know, the tails maybe a little bit higher, but such a unique um, figure. It's huge. It's massive. Now, that real feel skin is something I really appreciate. It's a little more plasticky than say the 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 Red Rex or the Triceratops, but it still have you know has that realistic texture to it. Um, but yeah, it's it's number one my list. It could very well come close to beating the red rex um it probably ended up did you know beat it when i was playing together because it is bigger beefier and it's got that big stomach which is a a great feature um but yeah it's it's number one on my list as well that's awesome i'm glad we had the same i'm glad we had the same uh top toy on the list that was kind of cool yeah it makes Um, it makes it a good list and easy to kind of compare because and i kind of had no doubt that we'd end up there 
Yeah, exactly. So, um, well, as I said on Twitter, I had a huge problem narrowing this down to just five. Mm -hmm. Um, This toy line, there's so many standouts. So I just have three real quick uh, honorable mentions. Um, My first honorable mention is the Ian Malcolm figure, the standard one that came with the baby T-Rex. Again, it looks like uh, Jeff Goldblum and it comes with like a cool little backpack. Uh, So that's my first honorable mention. Uh, My next honorable mention is the Stegosaurus uh, with the dino damage. And the only reason this didn't make my cut uh, as stupid as it sounds is because it was posed. And if you had more than one of them, they were all in the same pose. And eventually if you just lined them up, they just wound up in a circle cause he's like arched to the right. Um, and my last honorable mention is the dino damage medical center with the Allosaurus, uh, that's like all torn to pieces and stuff. Uh, that's a really cool toy. That was another toy that I saw in the store and I kind of had the feeling it was going to be rare. Um, so I saved up, you know, another, a uh, few weeks to grab it. This one wasn't very expensive. I bet it was only like uh, $20 when it first came out. Um, yeah, retail, $14.99. Uh, that's actually a great price for this toy. But, Which uh, one did you say? Yeah, sorry, I missed the name of what you said. This is the Dino Damage Medical Center with oh, the okay. Allosaurus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, the only problem today is that the blood inside of the blood infusion kit um, has dried out. So <laughs> I don't think there's any way of stopping that from happening. No, probably not. <laughs> so do you have any honorable mentions i do you know like you said it's impossible and we could probably extend this out to a top 10 i'm sure um but my top uh honorable mentions was uh the the mobile command center so since i did get a chance to play with it a lot i put it on my my honorable mentions list we don't have to talk about it any more than that um number two i had the high hide you know this was such a a unique that's toy. a cool toy yeah it's so cool it's kind of cheap in a way and, and strange interesting piece um mine's like all busted apart now but it had a really awesome gun and i love the um the nick van owen character that it came with i know you said it you know obviously we've talked about how different these characters look but i really really love that nick van owen and he had the the grappling hook pack such a unique feature and that's one of those features that i used all the time um, and the high hide, it was tough because I basically would just put it up high on like a stack of something, you know, or, or a couch. You know, it wouldn't end up, you know, hanging or doing anything weird like that. But that was uh, such a great piece. Yeah, you know, it's got that clamp in the back, which I never was anywhere. I never played anywhere that was a, that would allow me to like clamp that to mm-hmm. like, you know, a piece of furniture or whatever like that. Yeah, so mine <laughs> just always like sat on a on a. Yeah stack of books or something like that but that's yeah. a, that's another really good toy yeah and i just i love the fact that it came with nick van owen like that because uh, i didn't really i wasn't a fan of the first uh incarnation of him but this one much cooler much cooler figure kind of like the Dieter in a way more military looking with his pack and everything um my third one was the stegosaurus i do have this one as well um it's it's got that really really realistic uh you know skin to it the dino damage it's got really awesome spikes along the back uh probably one of the more realistic figures that there is you know it looks perfect next to the stegosaurus and uh very good size compared to the other dinosaurs the rexes and everything tail whipping action all that stuff so that one that one you know rounds out my honorable mentions all right very cool um yeah i mean again there's so many great toys from this it was it was hard to narrow down to these eight, but you know, I managed to do it. So, um, now you did post something on Twitter about this. Do we have any comments from there? Oh yeah. We got lots of comments here. Um, 
Yeah, I guess we'll start here on Twitter. Um, you know, I basically just reached out to ask for your top fives or top toy from this line. Um, let's see. Let's start here. At, at N7Patrick says, uh, the Lost World Park Hummer Snagger vehicle is one of my best toys I got from that line. Love the versatility. I also had the, uh, let's see, Ian Malcolm, Roland Tambo, and Dieter Stark um, American Spooky here says the entire line was the best in any JP toy series. The box art, the vehicles, there's untold stories even on the box art. Yeah, that that's uh, that's pretty accurate. I mean, we talked about the box art, and I don't know if there's something I'm missing, but that you know the the fact that it kind of gave you a storyline through the the visual art here it looks amazing, and you can kind of create those scenes you know in front of you. Yeah, you know, it's unlike stuff today where there's almost no box art. It's usually mm-hmm. just open boxes with the toy. And, um, you know, kids, I think, are really prone to just reenacting what they see in the movies and stuff. And again, like the Jurassic Park figures, these gave you alternative storylines or helped you to maybe like boost your imagination a little bit uh, to come up with other uh, stories to to tell with these with these figures. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do you have them open? Do you want? I didn't know if you had, wanted to go through. Uh, no, I don't have anything open. Um, okay. I did. I did talk to Jay Jurassic, uh, who didn't uh, make the Twitter cut, but he did say uh, to let everyone know that the RV trailer compound was his favorite from the Lost World line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know. Does he? I think he has that like all set up and everything. So does he? Did you talk to him? Does he have the uh, box art still? Ooh, I don't know. You know, I should really talk to him and find out. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Jurassic or Justin J. Peterson, he has um, says some of the best JP toys in this line: Stego, Bull Rex, Thrasher, Chasmosaurus, uh, Parasaurolophus, Sarah Harding. So that's pretty uh, consistent with a lot of yours there. Um, yeah, I'm see. glad to see that uh, there's some commonality. You know, I'm not hearing really anything, and there was nothing on my list or your list from Series Two, uh, mm-hmm. which you know. I, I think it was just because it was more rare, but uh, there's a Baryonyx figure there. Um, and what else is there? Shoot, I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, I can't even think of it either. I literally think I had only Series 1 stuff. Okay, uh, so this the other Series 2 dinosaur is the Ornithosuchus. <laughs> I probably butchered that name, but it's this <laughs> four-legged lizard thing that's got big jaws on it um actually that was a really cool toy the tail came off and everything but um oh, those yeah, series yeah, yeah. two ones they came out so far after the original stuff that um i, I had one but i was kind of maybe moving on i want to 97 hmm power rangers nah i don't know yeah probably but yeah it it's tough because what is it another nick van owen i mean at this point how many nick van owens do you have <laughs> um another eddie car uh yeah the nick van owen figure there was oh yeah for this line (laughs) for this line there was actually four nick van owen figures there was the original one which looks Uh nothing like uh the actor um and then they took the head from this um they like re-sculpted it with the hat and everything but um you actually did get uh, a Nick Van, a classic Nick Van Owen character that looks like the actor, and then yeah, you oh, got yeah. the one in the high hide and the series two. Um, you know, Vince Vaughn. This was supposed to be like his big breakout action role, uh, and I mean that was definitely not the case for him. But uh, he had a lot of action figures. Uh, you can definitely see where Owen Grady kind of comes from. 
Yeah, actually, yeah, this uh, Series 2 one looks pretty on par with, with the movie version, I think. Um, you know, he's got the vest and everything. He's got a bag around him. Uh, he comes with a lot of really strange stuff. And what is this dinosaur? That's a Brachiosaurus? Oh, so yeah. strange looking. Very strange. The, the baby Brachiosaur, this is my probably one of my favorite babies. Um, really? In the, oh. Yeah, I. it's actually really big. Um, yeah, it does look pretty pretty long. Up close, it looks really, really good. Huh. Yeah, I mean, this is a decent little tiny line. I don't even know if you can really call this a series. It's so short. Uh, Ajay, I didn't have him. He's a cool-looking figure. Nothing like the the guy in the movie, but um, interesting. Yeah, I want to say his head is, like, really the only thing that they reference from the movie. The rest is, like, this army man with a big bazooka and a baby Dilophosaur, <laughs> which, you know, I'm Parasaur. still waiting Parasaurolophus. Is, is it a Parasaur? Yeah, it looks like a Dilophosaurus, actually, but no, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it looks like, um, oh, I don't have them on hand. I put all my toys away for the moment, but yeah, I forget. It looks like the same body of one of the other ones. Maybe the T-Rex or something, one of the baby Rexes, but just with a turned head. Yeah, I mean, the Series 2 stuff is definitely, I'll say, weaker, but um, mm. it's still cool to have. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Back over here on Twitter. Uh, let's see, at Cap Mateus Andor, uh, Bull T-Rex, Mobile Lab, Ian Malcolm Glider, Malcolm with Hatchling T-Rex, and the Ty- Tyrannosaurus Rex Jr. Um, yeah, some really good ones. We had a lot of those on our list as well. Um, at Brad Mull says, JP Jr. Rex, the Lost World Mobile Lab, JP Screaming Raptor, the Lost World Large Mercedes, uh, Baby Raptor Hatchling. The, Lost the Mercedes World. is a cool toy. Yeah, let me. I gotta look that up. I completely forget what that's looking like at the moment. Yeah, it's like a big green um, convertible uh, oh, that's yeah, got yeah, like yeah. a okay. satellite dish that pops out to the, the side. That's a really cool is toy. The, like, you, is it considered the wait? Is it the ground trapper? See, I always like the net trapper uh, a little bit better than the ground track trapper. Yeah. Um, only because it reminded me of the one in the movie. There's a vehicle oh, in the movie sure. that looks very similar to this, um, and the yeah. box art is great. Yeah, and you know, I think uh, Travis Stevens, uh, you know, a, a guy who customizes a lot of stuff over on Instagram, you can check him out. Um, he has this one, and he customized it to look more like the film version ones. And I think he did a few, like a little his own little line. And it's, I think it's that green, you know, the the same color from the film. I think it says Ingen on the side. So it uh, it's such an awesome piece, and um, definitely looks cooler, customized the correct way. Yeah, you know, if I had the money to get on eBay and and buy some of these at the crazy, ridiculous prices that people charge for them, I, I would definitely grab one and send it away to get customized because I could I could see that looking pretty cool. I do have that one. Uh, no, yeah, I have it. It's in the box right here. Um, for the most part, it's all still there. I don't think I still have the sliding door. I think that probably fell out. A lot of the, the pieces... You know, it's a tough one because it has a lot of fragile pieces around it and that net and everything. That net got, like, torn up, you know, pretty instantaneously because the raptor's arms would all get stuck, you know, in those little holes and everything. Yeah, Um, the net didn't last too long. Um, I'm looking here, and I actually remember these exclusives. Uh, JP Toys has an exclusive section, uh, and I specifically remember these being exclusive to Walmart. But there was a young Tyrannosaurus Rex that was, like, kind of black. Uh, there was an exclusive Utah Raptor that was kind of the same deal. It was it was the same as the Series 2 from Jurassic Park, but like darker colored. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a, a set that had like two hmm, – these molds were canceled from the Series 2. 
of Jurassic Park, and so they put him in this weird exclusive uh, batch, um, and it's the Scutosaurus and ooh, I'm gonna butcher this the Estimentia Suchus. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I think that's pretty good. Estimentia yeah. Meno Meno maybe Estimentia yeah, Suchus. But uh, <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of happy to see that these are like a, a high level rarity on the JP Toys website, mm-hmm. and the only reason I I know that these are from Walmart is because I used to go to like my grandma's cabin on the weekends and the only store they had uh, out in wherever this was, uh, was a old dingy Walmart. And I think just to give me something to do, um, I usually wound up coming home with a Jurassic Park figure. And because these were the only place I'd ever seen these, um, these were the ones I obviously grabbed. Um, but yeah, I don't think you could get, I don't think you could get these at Toys R Us or anything uh, back in the mm-hmm. day. Yeah, that is a really, really interesting one and uh, definitely had some stuff that was not featured in the movie at all. Uh, more of like a – it doesn't – not even, I wouldn't even say that these are dinosaurs. Uh, does it actually say – yeah, it does say Dino Tracker Adventure Set. Um, I feel like a lot of these things are not actually considered dinosaurs, but I'm not exactly sure. Uh, yeah, I bet if you look these up, they're they're not technically dinosaurs. Yeah. They're, they're some other uh, I don't even creature, know if these but... really exist. Do these things exist? They look pretty crazy. <laughs> Uh, yes, they exist. I've looked okay. them up. All right, because yeah, those are really, really interesting. And that paint job on—I don't know which one it is—the Estichuchumash oh. or whatever I have that no one clue is. Which one is which? Yeah, so. I don't know either. I just took a random guess, but yeah, they're interesting. Um, all right, let's see. Moving over here again. Uh, we got uh, at. D4RK Death19 says the Lost World Bull T Rex. Obvious choice. Good good one right there. Um, at the, the Jurassic Geek says Bull T Rex then. Uh, survived my childhood, made it into adulthood with me. Um, Billy Reed. Uh, uh, yeah, Billy Reed says Thrasher T Rex, Chasmosaurus, Stegosaurus, Parasaurus Office, and the Baby T Rex. A lot of people yeah. are picking a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, you know, the Baby T Rex, that's kind of one of those. You know, it was in the, it was featured in the movie, mm-hmm. um, and they did make kind of like the five dollar to seven dollar level toy of that. Um, I like that toy. I think it's great. You actually can like break its leg, and then like it comes with a cast that like yes. puts it back together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really cool toy. We just we never played with it specifically because it was bigger than the humans, and so I remember me and my buddies being like, "Well, the little hatchling that Ian comes with is is perfectly fine." Uh, you know, to to recreate this, we were a bunch of dopey kids you know being <laughs> super specific but yeah. um i do have this toy and i think it's a really good one yeah he is really awesome i didn't i never had him but um like i said my cousin had him so whatever he had i didn't have most of the time i think uh my mom and and uh you know her sister my aunt uh, decided you know i'm gonna buy this piece you buy that piece <laughs> must have worked yeah. out that way because we didn't have a lot of the same stuff um also shout out to let's see uh, Carter, I really liked Carter. I know I didn't put it on any kind of list here, but Carter came with um, the bike, motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, such an awesome figure. I really love them. I I know like the helmet was stuck on him, and it didn't exactly look like Carter from the movies, but um, really, really interesting piece and uh, something I really love. That bike was incredible. Blows away the bike from uh, you know Owen. And oh, the, like the line they you know released here. Yeah, the the dirt bike from the Lost World. It's got, you know, one. It's not crazy like paint colors. It looks like an actual dirt oh, bike, yeah. but then it like it splits in half if like a dinosaur like were to trample yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's got like a snag, uh, mm-hmm. 
like a snagger on the side like that you can lasso dinosaurs with it's got like spray painted dirt around the wheel yes. wells and on the tires like it's such a well done toy um yeah. they really they really killed it with that one yeah and the figure itself so cool and it kind of looks like the aj figure um if you if you take a look yeah it's got it looks like the same pants and everything um but yeah that's such a cool feature i love the box art on that um looks identical to the the figure and then it looks like it has the screaming raptor on there i love yeah, that raptor. yeah that's a cool raptor yeah um i think that might be it from twitter we didn't get a ton from twitter but moving over to instagram we actually got a lot of people commenting over there um ted brothers he says hands down my favorite toy from the lost world line has to be the bull t-rex i mean it can swallow humans whole and has bo- has the bone crunching sound effect how 90s is that <laughs> yeah it doesn't doesn't get any more 90s than that for sure <laughs> uh let's see planet j dizzle says number five ajay sidhu over the top design number four bull t-rex nuff said three carnotaurus Two, Stegosaurus blows JP1s out of the water. Number one, Thrasher T-Rex, just a beautiful toy that will always stand the test of time. Um, I can agree with that. You know, I think it looks better now that I'm older. I kind of wish that I had it. It looks cool now. But at the time, I remember being like, "Eh, that thing's goofy, like I said before. Yeah, the Thrasher T-Rex had a function where, like, you could... You could like open its mouth or whatever, and it would stay open until you put a figure like on the mm-hmm. tongue, and then it would like snap shut. When that figure's mouth is open, it looks really, really close to um, the one from the movie as well. Yeah, uh, Victoria's Cantina says Stegosaurus. Steve Palmerton, Palmerton art <laughs> says I have all of these. Uh, I enjoyed the Bull T Rex, but I also like the Chaos Effect mini vehicles, like the green helicopter and the Claw ATV. Yeah, the Chaos Effect. That is a discussion for another time. <laughs> uh, bring back Kenner Toys says Bone Breaker. Oh, here we go. Estemenosuchus and the Scudosaurus. That's that right, set well, that we were talking about. An update. The Estemenosuchus is the one with all the crazy horns around its head. So Okay, that's what I thought it was, right? That's yeah, the so there you go. That, one. Yeah, and the other one has like just the fangs or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Cameron underscore, I don't know how many underscores, looks like a few. 1997 says, I can't choose between the Thresher T-Rex or the Mobile Command Center. We'll choose for you, Mobile Command Center. Yeah, Mobile Command Center. You you can get a T-Rex anywhere, Mobile Command Center. Uh, CE Publishing LTD says, Baby T-Rex was my favorite. Really good one, definitely a good one. Yep. Um, Blue 65 Tank says, I don't have many, but definitely the Bull T-Rex. I have two, both birthday presents. One came with the pod and the other didn't, but they were fun to knock the net trappers I have around with. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, that, that I didn't, we didn't really talk about it a lot, but that, uh, that metal casing thing, uh, you mentioned it real quick, but with the person inside, a door would open and close. It had those fins that would come out to kind of stop it from going down the mouth of the Rex. Uh, it was such a weird figure, right? you know. At first, you'd be like, "Oh, is that supposed to be Kelly?" But no, it's not because it looked like it was dressed similarly. Um, but yeah, it's a weird thing. That figure is just like stuck in there permanently. Uh, well, the but cages, cool. yeah, the cage is based off of the book, and mm-hmm. in the book, there's like this like shark. It's like a shark cage that kind of hangs off the the high hide. Um, unlike in the movie, the high hide in the book um, stands up on stilts, and there was this whole contraption where. You know, you could get in the cage and like the raptors, you could like be in amongst like the raptors and stuff like that. And uh, 
there was a character in the book called Arby who was like Kelly's like yeah. friend and and he gets like stuck in that cage and the raptors like kind of roll him down the hill or something like that there's a motorcycle chase that kind of ensues um you know but um i always like to pretend that that's Arby and no yeah, one knows who point. that is yeah that's a really good point um it's still strange like the whole the whole thing i wish you could kind of take that figure in and out that would be a cool um, ability to kind of um, put other figures in, but I think because of the size of that yes, person inside, yeah. they couldn't put one of these figures. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you could fit like Ian. He's a very thin character with you know not very wide legs. Um, but yeah, that person inside was very small. You know, the only thing that could have been better was about the packaging was um, now I don't know when Street Sharks came out. This may have been after the Lost World, but Street Sharks, all the characters came in a plastic cage. Um, and I think that would have been really cool for each dinosaur for the Lost World to have come in like a, a cage that kind of mimicked uh, the cage from, you know, the movie that he, they were storing them in. Uh, that would have been kind of a cool touch. But we did get capture gear with all the dinosaurs. Sorry, I was just making some noise. And you mentioned street sharks, dude. Those things were awesome. <laughs> yeah. Those, you want to talk about 90s street sharks. Yeah, I mean, Ninja Turtles, sure. Street sharks. It's about as 90s as it gets. All right, so I got the 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 cage here. Um, how do you get those wings to come out? I think you just grab them. Oh, you just grab them? Okay. Yeah, there's I didn't no know button. If there's a lever, yeah. So that's pretty cool. I love that feature. Um, the guy inside, yeah, we can assume that's him. But lining it up with, like, Ian Malcolm, who's, like, the thinnest character, he's not fitting in there. His arms are just a little too wide. So, yeah, that that's basically what it comes down to. Interesting guy. He's sort of... He's he's more dressed like um kind of generically. He's got the shorts, like the odd shorts and everything. But interesting figure, nonetheless. Um, where are we? Back over oh man, sorry, my dinosaur toys are making all kinds of noise in that box. Right, um happens. let's see. Collecting or Collect King ninety two says number five, net trapper, four, ground tracker, three, bull T Rex, two, Thrasher T Rex, one, mobile command center. James Paul Stevenson says the RV, dirt bike, big uh, big head ramming packy, bull rex, and the chasmosaurus. Am I saying that one right? I have no idea. You know, I don't know if it's chasmosaurus or cosmosaurus, but Chas- you know, that's yeah, a, I don't know. That's another great one to like if you were like c- trying to create herds of dinosaurs. Like that's another one to like get multiples of. Um, those are actually fairly inexpensive on eBay to get. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, that's the thing. I, I just. Uh, I, I, I could, you know, definitely pick up a lot of these, but I don't know if my wife would appreciate it. <laughs> oh, my wife That's... does not appreciate it at all. <laughs> I know. When, especially when you you get, you know, package after package, you know, week after week, day after day, yep. it starts to add up and, and you start to get some questions. So it's like, all right, maybe I'll, I'll slow it down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like when, when Jurassic World came out and I was ordering some dinosaur toys uh, from that, it was like they were just kind of like coming one at a time like piecemeal and she looks at me she's like what are you ever going to be done and i was like no never <laughs> never i'll never be done well the funny married, thing is you married me you're stuck with me yeah and the funny thing is you might not be spending a lot of money like i remember i bought recently i got you know i i rebought roland i got t-rex turner ellie tim a lot of these ones i never had i'm buying them at like three bucks a piece on ebay yeah so yeah. it may seem like i'm spending like or something like that, but no, it's like $15 for a, 
there goes another Raptor. Uh, $15 for like a pack of like five or so, you know? So yeah, exactly. It's not exactly. that bad. Sorry, I'm just like, I get thrown off when all of a sudden that box just starts roaring behind me. It, it uh, definitely got me. Um, the last one we have here is from Jay Jurassic. You know, you mentioned the Mobile Command Center. He said that. Um, number two, the Bull T-Rex. Three, Thrasher. Four, Large Packy. Five, Stegosaurus. So I think... Um, People are pretty much all on the same page, it seems like. A lot of the same stuff. Yeah, I'm actually pretty I'm pretty surprised that so many people were able to get their hands on that RV. Um, you know, you said like your cousin had one and a lot of people here are putting that on their top five. Now, whether or not they actually had one um, is a mystery, but yeah. it seems like a lot of people did. It does, you know, and um, hopefully they still do. I know my cousin's I think it, it got thrown out somewhere down the line, which is really unfortunate. I know I uh, – Oh, no. I know. It's really upsetting because, I, I, you know, he's been on the podcast plenty of times, Dan Karan. Um, and, uh, you know, I've asked him, like, hey, do you still have that? Is it still in your old room, you know, at, at the house? And he's like, no, man, I think uh, I think it was thrown out. Not by me, but, you know, by our grandparents at some point threw it out. So uh, it's, a, it's a shame. Um, oh, my yeah. parents know that my parents know that there's going to be I'm not going to say wrath, <laughs> but it's going to be it's going to be a bad situation when I go home and there's not toys. They had a garage sale and I said, OK, whatever you sell, you take photos of it first. You send them my way and I tell you whether or not it's OK to sell yeah. it, you know, and, you know, I took it all seriously and they were like, oh, my gosh, whatever. But, yeah. you know, you never know. Like they took some photos and there was a few little weapons in there. I was like, nope, you keep those plastic weapons. They're like, really? It's a I mean, yep. You, you can identify them. those instantly. You're like, that belongs yeah, exactly. with this character. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, But I guess that really wraps up everything. We maybe cut it a little uh, shorter than our last one, but uh, it's it's tough. You know, we, we got to talk about these things, and we can't even keep it to a top five. You know, we had several honorable mentions. We just randomly started talking about the rest of the line, and, uh, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, totally. Well, uh, thank you again, you know, for coming on. Uh, if you want to hear from him, obviously go back, check out that Jurassic Park uh, Series 1 and 2 toys. We did, or you basically put together the whole Congratulations Mattel video. Um, I reposted that today uh, as of this recording, um, but uh, it'll be online still. The we, we congratulated Mattel for taking over the line, and uh, a lot of you guys are in the video. Uh, there's a lot of your faces, so definitely go check, check that out. Um, we did a few other things i believe right yeah i mean let's see we did the uh the christmas episode uh this last one so you guys can go check oh, yes, that one yes. out um and then like i personally met up with you guys at the uh the fan get together at the uh that's right yeah at the jurassic world expo so I that was really cool and that was a lot of fun yeah and uh, man maybe we should you know spend some time talking about that for a second because um you know, you're you're you probably came from the farthest. You know, it, it was awesome to have you out there, and I didn't expect to because that's a that's a haul, man. That's that's quite the trip. Well, you know, it was one of those situations where I was just trying to find the absolute cheapest way of getting out there, and like, I don't like to leave. I don't like to just like tell my wife like, "Hey, I'm going and doing this," and like, you can't come. But uh, <laughs> there there was kind of a situation where, you know. We were trying to do it for cheap and, and flight wasn't going to be the answer, right? Because with two people going and as we were talking and talking, like she didn't want to sit on a bus for too long or a train or whatever. And, and she kind of was like, you know what? I'm not really like this isn't my thing. Why don't you just go yourself? And so, um, yeah, I managed to get a last minute flight, you know, out to uh, uh, Pennsylvania and 
wait, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I managed to get out to Philadelphia. Um, had great travel uh, experience the whole way, um, except for on the way back, I got delayed uh, at the airport for. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Yeah, you know, I left it. I left my hotel room at three in the morning. Uh, to get to the airport and I didn't end up getting on a plane until like nine o'clock the following night. So like I was at the airport all day long. Mm, uh, God, but man. if you were able to get out to that expo, it is awesome. Uh, yeah. We made it last for like an hour and a half when really you could probably walk <laughs> through the whole thing in like 20 minutes. Uh, it's fantastic. And we just, you know, uh, talking about Jurassic Park with some of the other uh, contributors of the podcast and some of the other fans, uh, it was a really cool experience. Yeah, and I was very grateful that you made it out there, and um, that's that's quite the epic story to tell from now on. You know, I had a, a tough time getting out there as well because it was like the whole snowstorm and everything, but I have nothing to say or complain about compared to you, I guess, in that sense, but uh, that's, no, that's some commitment, you know? I remember being like on Twitter with you guys, like the two days before, the day before, and it was just like, I'm coming, I'm not coming, I'm going to go, I'm not going to go. <laughs> guys, I can't get a ride. Okay, wait, something just popped up, yeah. and it was just... It was this constant drama and I felt really bad, but like I, you know, I just sat there and I was like, it's a lot of money to spend to like get plane tickets out there. But I thought to myself, this is a once in a lifetime like opportunity, right? To meet up with people from the podcast and, and to see this event, which is traveling and rumor is we're thinking that maybe London is the next stop. So this probably won't be anywhere in the United States, mm -hmm. uh, again, uh, maybe at the end or something, but uh, my whole takeaway from it is that Universal needs to buy that exhibit from them and put that um, – they need to sprinkle that throughout the walking section of the Orlando Park. Um, it is absolutely stunning. Uh, the animatronics are amazing and if they were just to add that to that park uh, at Universal, it would it would up the realism factor 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And uh, yeah, we definitely talked about that. So that definitely check that. Uh, I forget what number it is. Uh, but yeah, we did that whole, you know, in the experience uh, episode where I recorded everybody, um, whether you guys knew it at the time or not, but <laughs> uh, definitely put that to go to go check that one out. But yeah, that experience needs to be somewhere else. I don't know how probable it is because it does belong to um you know a, a third party it's not specifically universal stuff so but, yeah, but if you they know, did get it and speaks, put it out of course of, yeah, of speaks, course you know you know that that t-rex and everything has traveled around before i don't know if they've retooled it a little bit but it's basically the same thing that's with the walking with dinosaurs experience so you know i don't know if they're going to go back to that or not but um or if i don't even know if it's still going around or not but um i would assume not while this is on um but yeah, it's it's got to get somewhere because those parks need something. And from what I've been hearing, we're going to see a very different version of those parks hopefully sometime soon. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a lot of rumors going around right now. All right, well, whether, that's, a, yeah. that's a different discussion, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff going around. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Okay, cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I guess uh, thank you again for coming on. And uh, where can everybody uh, catch up and find you online? Uh, you guys can find me at Aaron D. Byer on Twitter. Um, right now, that's my main handle. Um, and then the most recent thing I've worked on, uh, if you guys get a chance, please go see Rogue One in 3D. Uh, pretty sure that's still in theaters. So I did get a chance to help out uh, at the end of that project. So we're all real proud of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that movie was incredible. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was real good. All right, man. Uh, we'll head out of this top five segment, and uh, I'm sure I'll see you again soon. Yeah, for sure. Have a good one. Take it easy. You too.
Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast, and of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Anybody hear that? Thanks for listening to the 85th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a huge thanks to Aaron for joining me this week to chat about the Lost World toys. For us and for many of you, it's pretty easy to geek out over these things extensively. Hopefully our list aligned with yours, and if you have any additions you'd like to make, make sure to send them our way and we'll read them in a future episode. Also, thanks to everybody who submitted to questions this week uh, you know, pertaining to the top toys from the Lost World. It's always interesting to hear what other people think and like I said in this episode, it's all about the specific toys that you had as a kid that make them the best. Don't forget about the promo code that we're running with the Franklin Institute for Jurassic World The Exhibition. Enter the code JWGENER for $5 off daytime adult admission tickets. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast. And our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, Podomatic, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, comments, or if you want to debut a segment of your own, send them to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you could submit questions directly on our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.